Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. Living Your Truth podcast. Today I'm sharing a conversation with Sarah. Sarah is a watercolor artist, photographer, and a nature enthusiast based in France. She paints beautiful landscapes and she teaches online on Skillshare. I have been following her work for a while and it was such an honor to invite her and talk to her about her process. In this episode, we chatted about her love for the nature and how it inspires her to paint, uh, why is it important for her to paint, and how it all began. Sarah creates every day, at least one painting a day. I find it quite fascinating. I hope you'll enjoy learning about her journey too. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Ira. I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you doing? Very fine, and you? I'm doing great. Tell us all about you. What do you do and where you are in the world? My name is Sarah, and I'm also known as Mirgli online, and I'm a landscape artist living in France. Mm -hmm. I rediscovered my creative soul when I moved in the countryside five years ago with my partner and my two cats. Being closer to nature and seeing it change according to the seasons sparked my curiosity. And I started learning watercolor back then. It's been five years now, and I'm hooked since. Now I can't imagine myself without painting. It's my way of paying attention to the world around me and celebrating it. Right, that sounds so wonderful. Sarah, were you always a creative? When did you first realize your creative side? Maybe uh, somewhere in your early childhood? Yes, I was really creative when I was a kid and my parents supported anything I wanted to try. So I did a bit of dance lessons, some piano, theater. Then I tried all painting Mm -hmm. and pastel, so a lot of things. But when I grew up, when I was a teenager, I think I lost touch with that creative side and it took me a long time to find it back. Right. Why do you think that happened? I think because life and I went to study law after high school and it's not really creative. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of uh, sitting and learning and I think it was really not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I went to study photography, mm-hmm. that was really better. But I think it's not easy to combine what you love and earning money from it. Right, because yeah. Because when money, when money is involved, everything changes. And I think that took me a long time to accept. To accept that creativity and money are not always well together. 
-hmm. And the last thing is that I was living in the city at that time. I, I was born in Paris and I lived there for 20, 25 years maybe. Mm -hmm. And I think all the gray and concrete and it's not good for my creativity. So you think moving to the countryside really helped you in connecting with your creative side? Oh yes, it changed everything. Now where I live, I can see the skies from my window, but I cannot see the forest. And it's always different. Every day there is something new, the colors or the clouds or the sun. Yes, it's... I can't lack inspiration now. <laughs> That sounds wonderful. So um, I have seen your work and you, your work is mainly uh, landscapes and you, you use watercolors to paint them. When did you start yes. painting them? When you moved here? Yes, we moved to the countryside five years ago and a little after that my partner bought a watercolor set just <laughs> to try and experiment with colors. Mm -hmm. And I observed him and I wanted to try, of course. So for my birthday, my aunt offered me a watercolor set. And since, since then, I think I paint every day. When you first started, what were your struggles back then? It's, it's really hard what you, when you start something because you have to learn mm -hmm. and you have to dare learning. And the first thing you create are not especially beautiful mm -hmm. and you have to accept that this is part of the process and you have to try and try and try again and it will get better. I took a lot of classes when I started especially on Skillshare because there are many different teachers and it is great to learn many ways to do the same thing mm -hmm. and it allows me to experiment and find my my own way I guess of yeah. doing things. No, I was did to try that. At, uh, I experiment with different subjects, flowers and leaves and and landscape. It's yes, is what I found really inspiring mm -hmm. because you can paint a thing over and over and over, and it will be always different. Right. Yeah. I think what you're saying is really important that learning to accept the beginner stage that it is part of the process you will become better by practice as it is with anything else you become better by trying and trying and trying and putting in the hours and of and you find something that you really love doing by experimenting and the process of elimination by eliminating what you don't really enjoy but really focusing on what you really love doing and I think your work really represents that. Experimenting is one of my favorite things, I think. Because if you tried a lot, if you try a lot of different like this, it's okay, you move on to the next one and you try something else and something else and something else. And it's a way to keep moving and not get stuck in, in one piece or two pieces that you don't like. Watercolor is very fascinating because you can try without painting any subject or anything specific. You can try just adding a bit of water and a bit of colors and a bit of water and see how everything reacts. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to create 
something a bit abstract without thinking too much. Right. Yeah. So I was wondering, you have an, an artistic voice of your own, your style, and it seems very true to you. What did the journey of getting here look like? How have you developed it? And was it always like this? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it took me a lot of time to get there. And like I said earlier, I paint every day. I try to make even a small painting, a very small one every day, but it's a great way of always creating. I think creativity is like a muscle and the more you create, the more you will want to create. So this is something that has, that has really helped me with time to paint a lot. Yeah. And I followed a lot of projects, like the Andre Day project. I know you did it last year too. Yeah, and it, this uh, year. This year? Yes, this year, sorry. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a really great way to improve. Yes, I was saying that when you follow a project like that and choose a theme and create around it, after 100 paintings, you are better than, than you were before. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love this project and doing it every year. Mm -hmm. Just right now, I'm doing the 30 painting in 30 days. So during the whole month of November, I'm painting a watercolor each day. Mm -hmm. And it's about the forest. Right. Landscape with trees or moody landscape. So I'm really inspired by the color of aut autumn right mm -hmm. now. So... I will do 30 paintings around that theme and I hope it will help me improve. Mm -hmm. I think so too. You're talking about the 100 day project, right? So uh, I think it's a great way to really get into that practice mode and try and experiment different things and figure out what works best for you. Yes, I love this project. I have did it this year and last year too. Mm -hmm. And I painted, I think, this year I'm painting mostly landscapes and that's something that really, me, that really helped me find my creative voice, I think. Yeah. Because if you paint a landscape every day, you won't paint it the same way. You have to try things and improve, otherwise you get bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. I'm curious, why is it important for you to create, draw, explore and celebrate nature this way? I think it helped me connect, connect with the world around me. When I'm painting, I love to paint outside and when I'm painting, I really see everything, every details, the colors. I hear the sounds, I can pay attention to smells. I really feel that I'm part of a place when I'm painting, that I'm not just passing by. It's a way of yeah, connecting with nature, I think. That's why also I love, I love to hike with my pants. I can experiment a place at a slow pace. And oh, yes, see everything. Yeah. I think I'm not really happy when I'm stuck in a city or in my home or I need to move a bit and feel the things, not just see them through my window, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense complete sense. I love seeing your stories where you share um, behind the scenes of you painting while you're on a hike and I simply love that you share behind the scenes of the process with rest of your audience as well. 
Yes, thank you. I hope it's a way to, um, I hope it inspires other people to go paint outside and not just stay at home, but go see what's around where you live. Mm -hmm. Because there is always a lot of things to see and especially with the seasons changing, you can right. observe. Yeah, colors is a really big thing for me, but uh, you can always pick things like leaves or stones or anything that can spark your curiosity and will help you start painting, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, um, I love that you try to slow down and really observe the nature around you and really feel uh, wherever you are present in that moment and you try to bring that to your paintings. Coming from the city, I think I needed to slow down because everything goes fast in the city. People work fast. Yeah. And, and it can be a bit crowded and... I think I needed to take a step back and that's why I'm more happy in the countryside mm -hmm. because I'm more alone, there is more silence yeah. and I, I think yeah, I can observe nature way better. And you feel in connection with the nature as well because now you are there to experience it more and I so resonate with your, your experience of having time to slow down and observe your uh, surroundings and then having time to find some quiet yeah i uh, think it's something that's really important these days to take some time for ourselves and be mindful of what's around us and yeah just take some time to watch and observe without without any specific in mind mm -hmm. just for the just for enjoying the place where you are it can mm -hmm. be anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, do you have, because I've seen a lot of people struggle with this idea of finding their own style first before they even begin, you know, because they want to get it right from the beginning. Since you, your work is a perfect example of finding your style, I was wondering if you have any thoughts, insights or suggestions for people who are struggling with something similar to find their artistic voice or their artistic style? I think it's just about doing the work and create a lot. Mm -hmm. It's true from painters or white writers. Mm -hmm. Anything creative, you have to do it and do it and do it and it will happen, I think. Yeah. And I saw, I think it helps to go where the inspiration is and step outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Do something unusual try for painting it can be try a new color or painting in a different place it can be going outside it can be reading different books but i think that stepping outside your comfort zone is always really interesting it's not always easy but uh, something will emerge and I don't know if you read it, but there's also a great book by Lisa Congdon just about this topic. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Find Your Creative Voice. I'm not sure of the title, but uh, I've just started reading it and there is a lot of great advices in that book. I will find it and put it in the show notes for anybody who is curious to read it. And she's a painter, so she talks more about painting but uh, 
she gives a lot of ideas. And yes, yes, a great book, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, what does your creative process look like on a more day-to-day basis? How do you like to spend your days? I like to start the day by doing something just for me. Mm-hmm. So after breakfast, sometimes I write some morning pages, but not every day. And then I paint. I paint every morning a tiny landscape. It can it takes me only five minutes because I make sure that everything is ready and mm-hmm. that I just go to my desk, sit and paint. Mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite way of beginning the day to do something that really makes me happy because after that, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> and after that, depending on the time I have, where I can paint more or I can go outside for the walk or I work. It depends on, it depends on the day. Right. But yes, I think what's really important for me is to start the day by doing something just for me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, what you're saying is to have a morning routine or a ritual that really fills you up with inspiration and joy to spend the rest of your uh, rest of your day joyfully. You you mentioned that you make sure that everything is ready when you go to your desk in the morning. So you prepare uh, for your next day's painting the night before. You'd set up your desk. My desk is. Pretty much always ready, but I'm making sure the day before that I have some paper. Mm-hmm. For example, that I have some paper that's already cut, that I have a glass of water to clean my brush, that I have enough space mm-hmm. to sit and paint. I think it really helps if you don't have to focus on these tiny details. Mm-hmm. And you can just think about creating. I like the word you used talking about the morning ritual. I think this is exactly that. Find the way that fit, finding the way that's good for you to start the day. Life can get a bit messy sometimes. Um, yeah, you're right. For me, I think it's harder to find some time at the end of the day. I prefer to, to do it at the beginning. I think you, you are so right. It is very important for creatives, in my opinion, to have a morning ritual where they you know where they just have some time to sit with their with their own thoughts like the way you said you write morning pages sometimes i find it really helpful um and i love that you start your day by doing something for yourself so you know you have taken care of yourself and now you can focus on other other household chores maybe or how you want to spend the rest of your day yes that's exactly that <laughs> And it's also a great way to, I think, to improve because I'm sure that I will paint every day no matter what. Mm -hmm. So every day I will do a tiny bit of work and and with time I will get better. Mm -hmm. When did you make this commitment to start painting every day? I I can recall you mentioned that uh, when you got the gift of a watercolor set, you started painting one painting every day. But what made you make make that kind of commitment with yourself because it's a huge commitment i remember while doing the 100 day project and making that commitment that i will be painting one painting a day for the next 100 days it was a huge commitment to commit yourself to how how did that happen for you i think it happens with the 100 day project too mm-hmm. not this this year but uh, the first time i did it last year 
And I noticed that I, I was really making progress. If I could do something every day, I will, I will get better. And since I decided to paint a lot of landscapes, I wanted to find my way of mm -hmm. paint landscapes. And I also love to paint tiny pieces because I know I will do it every day and I can always find five minutes. Mm -hmm. Five minutes is nothing. So no, I, I'm not sure as I'm seeing it as a huge commitment. Mm -hmm. it's it's becoming easy with time it's like brushing your teeth or having your morning coffee mm -hmm. oh, I think it's because you have now made it into a habit and it's easier for you to continue with that instead of thinking it about a commitment yes <laughs> I think <laughs> but I never lack ideas I'm a, I'm someone who have always more ideas than time so finding some space to create every day is a great way to try all the ideas I had and not have too much thing that I in my head. Mm -hmm. Sarah, you also teach online Skillshare classes. When did you start teaching them and how did that happen? I started uh, um, a year ago, I think, not this summer, but the summer before. I wanted to try to try I don't know how to put it. Um, I enjoy painting so much that I wanted to share a few tips on easy way to create and that I started. I have to admit that speaking in English, it's not easy. <laughs> and it's maybe the hardest part of teaching. I would love to find a platform like Skillshare in French. I think it would be so much easier to Yes, to teach in my own language. Yeah. It can be so frustrating sometimes to, to speak in English. Yeah, I can relate to that experience. Um, I know when in English is not your first language, it takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more courage to start using it as, an, um, as a language to teach or communicate online. It could be hard because, you know, it's it's... It is hard to make your point across when you are not using your first language. Yes, especially if you try to, to explain a concept. I can explain how to paint a tree. It's pretty easy, but if I want to explain something, yes, that's not that practical, it can be really difficult. And sometimes I have to write everything I want to say to make sure that the vocabulary is okay. Yes, it can be so frustrating and I'm always afraid to be judged more on the mistakes I make with mm -hmm. the language than the subject I'm teaching. And it, it also takes me a lot of time to triple check everything <laughs> I said. Oh, I think it's so brave that you have started teaching in English. Now I'm happy I've done it, but my first class, I think it took me 50 hours to create a 30-minute class because it was really hard to speak in English. I have first to film everything mm -hmm. and then I record the audio. I can't speak and paint at the same time. I can't speak English and paint at the same time. It's so difficult. Right, because now your brain is so conscious about how you're speaking instead of really focusing on what it is that you're trying to do. 
and cheers. Yes, exactly. And also, I lack vocabulary sometimes, so I have the word in French, but I don't have the word in English, <laughs> so I have to check. <laughs> so if you add painting on top of that, it's too difficult. Right, yeah. I was just thinking about this in my own experience. So I grew up learning English, but my mother tongue was different. It's Urdu. And uh, we used to use English in the school. And I, my, all of my studies were in English, but even until the bachelor's. But uh, when I moved here, I never ha really had to use this much English to communicate. And then the language here, I'm living in Copenhagen, Denmark. So the language here was different, it's Danish. And when I started learning that, and when I learned it enough, and in my head, the vocabulary for all those three languages were, <laughs> my sentences were having words, sometimes from Danish, sometimes from English. <laughs> so it's all, all a mix. <laughs> And I know it can be frustrating, but uh, I think you are so brave for trying it out and for putting yourself out there, even when you are kind of afraid of uh, being judged or not having enough vocabulary or, you know, not saying it right. But I, I really believe that you are trying something that is out of your comfort zone. And this is something that really makes us grow in turn. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so I think that... Stepping outside your comfort zone is always great. Yeah. It can be the language or creativity or do something different. Yeah, you're or right. Or just change it in your own, but yes. I wanted to say that what I found it's tough with English is that I live in France, so I never speak English out loud. I mm -hmm. write on Instagram, but I never... I speak French all the time, so it's not easy to to improve. Right. Do you speak English where you live? Um, no, I don't speak English. It's mostly Danish. Yeah. So you speak three languages. I speak Urdu. I understand another regional language that's called Punjabi. I can't read it. Uh, I can't write it, but I understand it. Uh, I can read Arabic. I can speak english i can read write in english and then i can read write and communicate in danish so it's about five languages now wow that's impressive <laughs> that's but <it's>, so impressive <laughs> but it's all a mixture in my head <laughs> yeah i imagine yeah and that's the thing with languages it's very similar to any other creative process. The more you use it, the more it becomes better. The more you try to learn it, the more you try to practice it, it becomes better. And, you know, the more you don't use it, you kind of tend to forget it. So that's the same with any of the creative work. You become better by trying, starting something imperfectly and learning from your mistakes and eventually you do get better. But I think it is also about trusting yourself that, you know, you can do this if you try and if you keep on trying and that you are capable of reaching wherever it is that you're trying to go. The first step is always the, uh, the hardest, I think. It's the beginning when you don't know how to do it, but you want to do it. It's, yes, the first step. Once you've done it, I think it's become easier with time. 
It can yeah. be for English, but for painting, it's the same thing. The first five minutes are the most difficult. But just after that, you are getting caught in what you are doing. Because you start okay. enjoying the process more. Yes, the process is really important, I think. More yeah. than the outcome, maybe. Because yeah. if you love the process, you will do it again and again and again. And that's true for, for everything. Yeah, you're so right. And I think a lot of us creators tend to think more about the outcome instead of focusing more on the process. And I think that's what stands in our way a lot of the times because when you are constantly thinking about how it is going to turn out in the end, you are not really in that, um, in that zone to really enjoy that process. Yes, what's important, it's the moment to enjoy the moment, I think. Not really to think about how it will be at the end. But if you like painting, if you enjoy what you are doing, I think it will be great at the end. But I think what it's not, it's not always easy because when we look at other artists, we only see what they show us. So we only see the final pieces the ones they like and we never see how many trials and error it took them to get there and i'm guilty of it too i show on instagram on instagram what i like and never show the pieces i dis i really dislike when you look at other artists you think they are just creating great pieces every day and i'm pretty sure it's not the case that there are a lot of mistakes happening and finally they create something that they like. Right, yeah, there, there are a lot of pieces that don't get shared because they don't think they are good enough and they only share the ones they are pretty confident about sharing. And I think it is quite a vulnerable thing to do to share your work online because you are now open to criticism it, and your art is not really for everyone. Some people will love it and some people will not. Yes, we can't. I think we can't like everything, but Instagram is a really great place. I never have some negative comments on painting. People are really supportive, I think. Yes, the community on Instagram is really supportive. And if you, if you find some, for me, it's painting friends, it will help you improve and it will help you show show the work maybe not everything but show most of the thing and stories is great for this too because you can show things and it won't stay forever so you can share you, you can share a part of your process of or something that's not finished mm -hmm. to share with people but uh, it won't be there forever so if you're not really happy with it it's okay yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that's a great, great point that if you're not comfortable with something that you think it's not good enough, so maybe you can start sharing it on your stories, like you said, and you would know that it is going to disappear after 24 hours and it won't be there forever. What I really want to say here is it is also about building that confidence. When you first start, you know that your work isn't the quality that you want it to be but you kind of start building that confidence little by little by doing those pieces one by one and you 
finally reach at a point where you feel confident enough to you know say that this is maybe not perfect but this is one of my best pieces you know yes and i think perfection is not a goal mm -hmm. i think i really think what's matter to is to enjoy what you do Mm -hmm. And you will like what you do if you enjoy creating, creating it. And I think it's also important to forget all the, all the rules. Because when you learn something, you, when I learned watercolor, I thought I have to do some things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it was the right way of doing it. And it took me a lot of time to understand that I, I can do things my way the way i want to do and it will be okay mm -hmm. there is not a perfect way of doing something yeah you're so right i think i ha i too have really struggled with this idea to learn all the rules and believe i used to believe that they, you know there are certain ways of uh, doing things with watercolor paintings for instance or with oil paints or with acrylics but with time I too have learned with experience that rules are there to break and in art there is no wrong or right way of doing things. There is no good art or no bad art. It's just what your heart really is into. Yes, exactly. And maybe there is a faster way to do something, but it's not a better way. Yeah. And I think, yes, rules are something that need to be broken, just as you said earlier. Yeah, and I think for me, in the beginning, it was really hard to um, learn to believe that, you know, what I already know is good enough to start doing the work. I, I used to think, I, I think I have spent countless hours searching uh, on YouTube uh, about how watercolor techniques, what are the right techniques, you know, because my mind was constantly stuck on figuring out what are the right ways of doing this thing whatever that was, what I'm tr really trying to say here is after learning and going through that process, now I have finally learned that, you know, there are actually no right or wrong ways of doing things there. You are allowed to figure out a way that works better for you. And this is how exactly I think it is linking back to our conversation to finding your own voice, your own artistic style, because by figuring out, um, your way of doing things, your way of uh, applying paints or colors is how you will find your artistic words. Yes, and it's also way more fun because if you try to respect every rules you hear about, you will get stuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure it will be really enjoyable to paint if you feel you have to do things this way or that way, but it can never be your way. Yeah, you're right. Now I'm thinking about why do you think it is important for you to paint? Because it brings you joy. We did talk about it in before, but I'm just curious. Is there something more? Uh, I think I need it. It's uh, not a drug, but uh, it's something I really need to do to feel more me and to use my imagination. If I not paint, I'm... It's not fun. I don't know how to put it, but uh, it's a way of really living and really using everything that's in my mind. 
yes, really see the world around me. It's all about nature, I think. And mm -hmm. what I see and how I process it on the paper. Mm -hmm. So it is a form, you use it as a form of your creative expression to express yourself, I guess. Yes. Yes, painting is really, really a really big part of my life today. And it's really something that I do without too much thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm not always happy with what I create, but I need to create. And the act of creating is more important than everything else because I like to experiment and try things. And for example, if you, I can see trees through my window and that's why I love painting them so much. And I'm always thinking of different ways to paint it, how I can paint the foliage or I can, how I can paint the texture of a trunk. Mm -hmm. Or I can try painting different spaces or using different colors. Maybe I could add some pink. I always have a lot of things from my mind, so I need to <laughs> paint to, to try everything. Great. I think I will become a bit crazy otherwise. No. <laughs> I think it is your openness to experiment that, that keeps you curious, that you want to keep trying and keep following your curiosity. I think it is the openness that you have in, in you to experiment more. Yes, I love that you use the word curiosity because curiosity is, is really important. If you're curious, you will look everything you will. For example, when you are booking, if you are curious, you will, you will observe every detail. You will decide the direction you will take because you see something colorful uh, at the background. Mm -hmm. Curiosity is, yes, it's really important. What keeps you motivated, Sarah? Uh, I think, mm, how to put it? I would love to make a living from painting one day. Mm -hmm. For now, I have a part-time job that's not really interesting. And I would love to be able to, yeah, just paint every day and do something that it's really good for my soul for my soul every day. I'm not sure I, I don't know how to put it, but uh, what I would really, really love is to live from creativity. So what I understand is that you, you have a dream of becoming a full-time painter, a full-time artist, and you want your creative practice to be sustainable, to support you and uh, your life expenses. Oh yes, I would love that. I would love to <laughs> I would love to yes, live from creativity and don't go to a boring job three, three days a week. And I would love to spend way more time in nature too. Because you will have the creative freedom when you will be working as a full-time artist. You will have the time in your hands to spend the day the way you like. And to experiment way more yeah. than today because I work three days a week so on these days I paint a bit but not too much mm -hmm. and on these days I have to go to the city I have I work in Paris so I have to go there three days a week and I'm not really happy on these days <laughs> I would love to stay in the countryside and enjoy nature and do something that truly makes me happy Right. Even if, I, if it means less money, I think it would be great anyway. It's a great dream, by the way. 
Do you think everyone should live doing what, what you love? I think it is a great idea to start um, working on what you feel you must be doing. Uh, like for me, I always wanted to paint. I always had this desire to paint. I started painting when I was in school, but I like just like the way you said it. Um, I kind of forget forget about it, forgot about it for a while, and then I had the chance to study fine arts and painting in my bachelor's, but I didn't. I chose to study product design instead because I was scared that I won't be able to make money. And it was really important for me to become independent and financially stable. So at that point, because I didn't or I couldn't see any examples of it, I chose to study design because at that point, uh, what from what I understood was that maybe this is a secure way to approach my future. Maybe this is what is going to, you know, pay me well. And it did. For a very long time, like for five years, I have had great jobs and everything. My career was on right on track. But I think I started to miss the meaning and I started to miss uh, creating with my own hands. And I started to miss the process of painting way much more. Uh, yeah, and that's how it all started. <laughs> yes, I really understand that. Sometimes... Uh... Great things come out boredom and when we feel we need to do something that you say you needed to paint. Yeah, exactly. I really but feel the same way. <laughs> there is no creativity in my job, so I need to do something that sparks my curiosity and mm -hmm. that fuels my soul. Right, yeah. But um, this is reminding me of something you said earlier, that everyone supposed to be doing what they love i think not everyone has a choice but uh, it would be great if they could but i'm not a big fan of making all your hobbies into your work you know because i think it is really important to have a few hobbies as hobbies and it's totally obviously up to the person if they want to make it into a job or work for themselves like uh, for instance for me i am I have two different sides of my business. So I paint for myself. I put them up for sale, but that's not something that I'm depending on because that I'm doing my paintings for myself, for my own creative expression, but I'm not putting that kind of pressure to bring money in on my paintings. I want, uh, that is why I have this other side of my business where I'm offering creative mentoring or um, I'm coaching and I'm offering uh, I have a community service for creative humans who can come together and learn from each other's experiences and stories and things like that. But that's the part that I'm monetizing. I'm not monetizing my art, you know. So yes. I think it is very personal for everybody to really decide what it is that they dream when I came to this decision of not putting this kind of pressure on my art, it was mainly because I thought um, this is something that I want to do for myself. And it's not something that I want to put the burden of making me money on. You know what I mean? Yes, I really understand what you said. But it's not easy to find what is just a hobby 
and what you want to do more. Mm -hmm. For me, painting is just a hobby for now, but mm -hmm. I really hope it could. Yes, I really, I really hope it can be more someday. Right. Yeah, I hope but so yes, too. Not, but yes, it's not it's not easy when when money is involved. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I really hope you you know keep following your dream and make it happen for you because your artwork is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you have a suggestion for anybody who might be struggling in their own creative journey. What would you like to say some, to someone who has a dream like yours but haven't really accepted it or haven't really started working on it? What would you like to say to someone like that? To try, try everything you want to try with baby steps and do a little bit every day to get closer to that dream. And I think it's important not to be too rushed and to take time to do things. So for now, I dream to live from my painting, but I know it's not happening right now. So I'm taking my time. And if it takes one year, two years, three years, it's okay. I'm not rushed to do. I think the, the most important thing is to start. And you feel the need to create, just create what makes you happy. It can be anything, just, just drop of color or painting a leaf or painting a wall, anything. But yes, you have to begin at some point. That's an amazing advice. Sarah, I have one more question for you. What does living a wholehearted creative life look like for you? I think for me, it's listening to what I feel and prioritize time to do what makes me happy. It means starting the day by painting no matter what spending a lot of time in nature to refuel my creative tank and also find some time to hike every year to spend a few weeks in nature and most important for me it's always trying new things and experimenting oh i love that sarah where can we find you online you can find me on instagram i'm at mirgli and if you speak French, you can also find me on mirgli.com. And on Skillshare, I have 10 classes, mostly about painting landscapes with watercolor. Perfect. Thank you so much for this lovely conversation. Thank you for having me. All the resources and links we mentioned will be over on my website, hirasamath.com forward slash podcast, H-I-R-A-S-A-H-M-E-D dot com forward slash podcast. If you think you have a friend who might benefit from this conversation, it would be really nice if you could share the link of this episode with them. And one last thing that I wanted to ask you, if you found this helpful, can you please take a moment to subscribe and the podcast it would really help me in connecting with other like-minded creative humans if you're curious to find out more about me and the work that i do come on over on my website you are very welcome to sign up 
for getting a letter from me to you in your inbox every other Sunday. These letters are where I share my personal stories, lessons that I'm learning along the way and my experience of living my truth out loud. And I would love to connect with you. Or come find me on Instagram. I'm at Hera Thank you for listening to the episode and I'll catch you next time.